I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, Francis Blige joins us to give advice on how to maintain our health and safety in the busy farm workplace. And he first outlined the causes of deaths on farm. The data from the Health and Safety Authority um, tells us that across all enterprises, sadly, 16 people have lost their lives so far this year. Uh, And that follows 19 people in 2019. So when we look across what's causing the accidents, um, over the last 10 years, we're seeing that 50% of fatalities have been caused by machinery and vehicles. Falls from heights, about 9%. Falling objects, 8%. And animal incidents, um, they're quite high too, at 19% of deaths, with drowning and gas uh, making up the, the remainder for the period. And if we look specifically into dairy, ha- have we any insight into, I suppose, the proportion of accidents happening, happening on farms? Like what proportion of those are happening on dairy enterprises? Yeah, so the, so the best information we have at the moment is from the National Farm Survey. So, so the 2012-2017 looked at it and it's, it came back to say that about 18% uh, of, dairy, of the accident rates were on dairy farms with 12% um, on tillage, 11% on sheep. And then the, the cattle systems uh, reported 17%. So dairy farming would have the highest rate of accidents. You know, c- can you give us some insight into why that might be? The dairy farmer, as, as a farmer, they're, they're, they're involved in a lot of different aspects of, 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 I suppose, activities on farms from machinery right through to livestock. Um, and I suppose at the moment we're aware of a, a large number of farmers are expanding, so, though, so they, their days are getting longer. Um, and so, some farmers are also, I suppose, trying to build in some off-farm work as well. So on the smaller farms, um, the, the management system is to work off-farm. So bringing it all together, it means that there's a kind of a dynamic uh, issue there in relation to a lot of different threads coming through to cause that accident rate. So it's very hard to pinpoint exactly. It's a myriad of different uh, issues that are causing that, that higher rate. And if we look at dairy farming, like you, you've alluded to it, there's a huge variety in the work and you're interacting with a lot of facets of what can lead to accidents on farms. And it's a hugely physically demanding occupation. Um, for example, you know, milking twice a day, we would have previously spoken to Padraig O'Connor and he would say the modern cluster can weigh up to three kilos. And, you know, for a 100 cow farm, you know, that's cumulatively 300 kilos you're lifting for one milking or 600 kilos in the day. Um, you know, is there evidence of ill effects of that physical demand day to day from dairy yeah, farmers? There's, there's a number of different studies uh, in, in this particular area and a lot of work is taking place to try and, I suppose, drill down to get the facts. But I suppose the musculoskeletal disorders are one of the greatest causes of farm occupation, farmer occupational ill health, uh, with more than half of farmers, uh, about 50, 56% affected. Uh, the main body parts, I suppose, uh, associated are the back, about 35%, the knees, 15%, and, and hips then, you know, f- hips account for about 12%. It, um, the issue there is like the pain that's involved, uh, in the day-to-day tasks, but also maybe some people have to take time off work. 
Um, and, and it's very, very important to, to, to try and, I suppose, pinpoint the issues that are causing this and try and avoid them. And I would, I suppose, reiterate what Patrick O'Connor's advice would be. You know, look at your routine, look at what's, what's causing you, I suppose, stress on your body and trying to make changes. I, I know that he has good advice there in relation to, you know, if you're holding your cluster on the left hand when attaching clusters on the right and obviously holding it on the right hand when you're attaching clusters on the left, that spreads out the weight. And it means that you're putting, I suppose, a more balanced pressure on your body and not expecting the same muscles and same joints to do the job every day at every milking. And and following on from that, uh, Francis, you know, many dairy farmers now are employing staff, um, you know, be it uh, full time permanent members of staff on farm or, you know, casual labor for busy times of the year and also for relief milking. You know, from a health and safety perspective, can you give us insight into the duties of an employer? Yeah, so I suppose. As part of the Safety, Health and Welfare at Work Act 2005, there's duties placed, placed on, on the employer when staff or individuals are working on their farms. So, so that, like, there's a large number of them, but maybe just to mention a few would be providing and maintaining a safe place of work. Um, you know, that the equipment that they're using is safe, that the safe systems and organizations so that people that are working on that farm know what they're doing and, they're, and know that they're doing it safely. You know, checking and ensuring that there's competence there so that employees, when they're coming in, that they're getting the, the right level of training and supervision before they're asked to take on jobs and that they're supervised afterwards to make sure that they're doing them correctly. And like all the responsibility can't fall on the employer. You know, it's up to everyone that's on farm to ensure that, I suppose, a high level of health and safety is maintained like as an employee on farms you know there's a lot of employees that listen to us here you know what would you say are their duties on farms in the form of health and so, safety so they have they have duties in that um 2005 act and they need to to take care to avoid injury to themselves and to others um, one of the big things that they need to do is to report any defects they notice or, or issues from a health and safety perspective. The employer needs to know about them. If the employer doesn't know about these things, then it's very hard for them to be able to, to, to fix them and put better procedures in place. Uh, and they need to use all items like personal protective equipment uh, in a safe manner. You mentioned personal protective equipment or PPE for short, uh, Francis. And I guess, you know, over the last six or eight months, um, you know, as a result of the global pandemic, we're all very aware of PPE, but it would be fair to say it's commonplace on farms and, and you know, farmers provide and, and use a lot of PPE on a day to day basis. You know, what safety materials do you see are essential or non-negotiables on dairy farms? Again, as part of the Safety, Health and Welfare at Work Act, you know, there is a requirement on the employer to provide uh, personal protective equipment. And that depends on what that particular person is, is actually take, doing. So on, on the majority of dairy farms include items like gloves, coveralls, wellingtons, masks, milking aprons, goggles, ear defenders. Um, but if they're getting involved in welding and maintenance of machinery, that can increase in relation to the PPE. So the PPE has to be appropriate to the, jo to the job that's been done and that it's, 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 it's there and it's available and, and employees are encouraged and obliged to use it. And a follow on then, um, you know, based on 
um, you know, something that you mentioned as an employer, it's important that you, you know, I suppose, demonstrate the tasks to employees and you also, you know, ensure that they're competent in the role. You know, what sort of training um, you know, do employees need coming onto farm and, you know, what do you recommend? So from an employer's perspective, um, you require these individuals to do these jobs um, the way you like them to be done and to do them safely and to do them efficiently. So, so like these individuals need to have competence. So you need to be able to show uh, or you need to be able to provide that training and find that training. So like we, we, we talked about earlier in relation to, the, to Patrick O'Connor on the milking course, you know, maybe encourage employees to go on that course. Um, maybe manual handling courses. Uh, there's a large number of different courses available there that you would encourage farmers, uh, encourage your employees to, to take part in. A lot of health and safety, you know, the focus is prevention and, you know, eliminating the risks on your farm. Um, you know, one way of doing that is having a risk assessment or safety statement. And, and I suppose reviewing that on a regular basis and updating it, you know, if there's new machinery, if there's new staff added. Can you give us some advice on that, Francis? You know, looking at, you know, I suppose, what is the requirement, a risk assessment or a safety statement for an individual farm? And, you know, how regularly should we be looking at that? So Emma-Louise, the, the Safety, Health and Welfare at Work Act 2005 requires um, farmers to have a risk assessment in place. So the risk assessment uh, is, is, is in place for people that have three or less employees. Once you go over three employees, then you should have a safety statement. Um, and in relation to that particular document, the document is there to help farmers to, uh, I suppose, look at the farm from a very particular perspective of each area is being covered, each area, there's questions being asked of the farmer, are they um, operating the farm safely? And the document helps farmers to think about these different issues, um, you know, from the perspective of a machine that you're looking at guarding, and there's a very large, large number of different questions that the farmer has to answer, and it, it encourages them to, to look at each aspect to make sure it's been done safely. Um, so, you know, the employer has a primary duty to provide a safe place and system of work. Uh, and they must work from the perspective that all, all, almost all accidents can be avoided. And, you know, the risk assessment document can be picked up from your local Chagas office. And there is uh, online resources available from the HSA. Uh, so if you go onto the www.hsa, you can, you can um, find online resources there as well. And I often find, Francis, it's um, sometimes you don't actually see hazards when you're working on the farm every day. And it can be useful to have a fresh pair of eyes looking at, you know, across the farmyard, across the system to identify potential hazards. And a useful um, a useful tip I've heard from a discussion group is that, you know, one person is assigned the job, say, at a meeting that they will you know, as they walk around, they will keep an eye out. And at the end of the meeting for five minutes, there'll be a summary of it. So that might be a useful tip for some farmers who are listening today. And looking then at another aspect of farming, um, there are a lot of children with links to farms, be it children from the, the family farm, neighbouring children or, you know, grandchildren, nieces and nephews that visit the farm at weekends or during holidays. Looking at that aspect of farming, is a farm a safe place for children to be, you know, particularly farm operational farms? And also, can you give advice on how to manage this, 
safety where children are in attendance on farms? So Emma Louise, it's, it's very important, I suppose, first to say that, you know, sadly 21 people, 21 children lost their lives as, as a result of a farm accident in the past 10 years. And the major causes of those childhood deaths on farms were tractors and machinery, which accounted for over 80%. You know, falls and collapses were 9% and drownings were 5%. So we need to, to work, I suppose, on how we include children in farming in a safe way. Um, it's very important that we do so, um, you know, that we provide a safe play area for younger children and that when they're in the farm that they're fully supervised by an individual. Um, but I would encourage, uh, you know, people to, to include children in the farming activity and when they're there, talk to them about safety and how, how, how dangerous the farm is and how practices can be done safely. Um, you know, children over seven, you know, are permitted on a tractor if, the, if a seatbelt is there, but children under seven are not permitted on a tractor. Uh, children over 14 are not allowed to drive tractors are, uh, on, on the road. Um, children over 16 must have a permit to be able to drive on the road. But, you know, tasks must be age appropriate. So if you're involving a, a child in a task on the farm, you need to make sure as, as, as their parent or guardian or supervisor, that they are uh, able to carry out that, that job safely. And I guess, look, what, from what you've said, Francis, it's all about, you know, supervising children and making them aware of, you know, safety hazards on the farm. And also, I think a good point to make here is that people who are working on the farm are also aware that children are present. And a good example we have seen, you know, across some farms is a sign on the way in to say that there are children around the farm environment. I suppose looking then to another aspect of um, health and safety and unfortunately as you've pointed out accidents do happen on farms and you know almost 20% of accidents occur on dairy farms where an accident occurs on a farm you know what are the steps people should take so so the main the main advice would be you know the person that has has had the accident you know take take action you know apply first aid if necessary call emergency services you know have 999 or 112 Use your air code, have your air code, you know, uh, in your phone if, if, if possible so that you're able to know what it is when you need it. You know, it's a legal requirement to notify the HSA if a workplace accident prevents a person from performing their normal duties for, for more than three calendar days, not including the accident. I think the air code is a great tip and it's something that, you know, in a panicked situation, it mightn't come to the tip of your tongue and, and often it's save it on the mobile. And also you see on some farms it's printed in the farm yard. Um, so it's at hand. And finally, Francis, um, farmers can often overlook their own health and, you know, putting the farm and other commitments such as family and external interests first. You know, they leave their own well-being to the end of the list of priorities. You know, looking at 2020 so far, you know, farmers have experienced challenges, you know, resulting from COVID-19, low milk price, drought. Um, can you give us some tips as to how we can best look after ourselves? You know, farming in itself is, is, a, is a very positive way to live and positive for well-being. But, you know, the issues that you're, you've discussed there, um, they are challenging. And I suppose what I would encourage farmers to do is to talk to each other, um, really pick up the phone. It's hard to, to, to meet up at the moment now with COVID. 
but pick up the phone, use that mobile phone to ring, ring each other. And if you're not the person dealing with, with, with maybe finding these things challenging, maybe take, your, take the time to, to ring people. Uh, and, and, you know, it helps to share, share problems. People that are in discussion groups are in a lucky position that they're able to, to share, share issues and share opinions on, on the problems that they're facing. You know, I'd encourage people to contact their, their, their Chagask advisor, um, you know, and, and use those people to, to help them. Um, it's it's important, I suppose, to recognise stress and ill health, you know, and and to 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 look for help if if you need it. Uh, it's also important, I suppose, to mind yourself in relation to get enough sleep, you know, um, manage your diet, make sure you're getting in the right food, um, take a bit of exercise, you know, those things are are all important to for 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 positive from from a positive health perspective on the farm. I think you've touched on some really good points there. And just just one of your last points, uh, Francis, you know, proper sleep, diet and exercise can go a long way. But also you mentioned, you know, talk to other farmers and you've hit the nail on the head. They are all experiencing the same circumstances on farm and they understand, you know, there's also some other people that can help, you know, your your local GP. And you also mentioned the Chagas advisors who are always willing to help their clients. I guess to summarise the whole conversation, Francis, a lot of accidents and, and as you've said, all accidents are, are, pre- are preventable on farms. You know, 16 deaths to date, to date on farm in Ireland this year, you know, that's 16 too many. And, you know, there are also near misses and accidents that were thankfully not fa- um, fatal. You know, there's a lot of work that we can do. And hopefully throughout this conversation, you know, you've um, provoked some thoughts across farms where farmers will go now. It's a good time of year for them to to do some maintenance work in order to ensure that the farm is a safe place to work for the year ahead. Thank you, Francis. Thanks, Emma Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Francis Blige for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.